Hello and welcome to Newsmakers on CHCH Podcast. I'm your host, Louis Butko, and today I'm pleased to be joined by former Deputy Prime Minister, the Honorable Sheila Copps. A born and raised Hamiltonian, Copps has had a front row seat to just about everything politics in Hamilton for most of her life. The daughter of former City Councillor Geraldine and former Mayor Victor Copps. Copps was first elected in 1981 as an MPP, becoming the first Liberal in 50 years to be elected to the Hamilton Centre right. A few years later, she ran for the federal liberals and would end up serving the people of Hamilton East for more than two decades and in time served as the deputy prime minister, minister of the environment and was the first ever minister of Canadian heritage. Since leaving politics, she has stayed busy as a broadcaster and political commentator, including as a columnist for the Hill Times. And Ms. Copps, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I want to jump right into it and uh, talk about the Bell Media job cuts that were announced last week. Uh, Today is World Radio Day, and Pascal Saint-Ange, the current Minister of Heritage, said this. In the past decade, when acquisitions were allowed by these big companies, it came with a promise. Today, they backed away from that promise. They're still making billions of dollars. They're still a very profitable company, and they still have the capacity and means to hold up their end of the bargain, which is to deliver news reports. Now, that's strong words there, but if you were in the post... How would you react to these uh, job cuts that we saw? Well, I think the minister is reacting that way because the uh, company basically blamed the layoffs on the minister at the same time, the very moment that it's actually issuing dividends um, to the shareholders and laying off 4,800 people. It's blaming the government for not paying out enough money. It got a cash payment last year of 50 million, 40 or 50 million. And at the same time as it's laying these people off, it's announcing to its shareholders that it's going to increase their dividend, which is pretty um, outrageous, I think. And then they turned around and blamed it all on the government for not giving them enough money quick enough in the new legislation that's going to start paying out uh, for um, the rebroadcast of regular news on social media. It is a complex issue, but I think Bell uh, needs to look in the mirror. Uh, When the announcement came along, you saw a whole slew of white men uh, talking about it in the same way as uh, they fired Lisa LaFlam because her hair was too gray. I think they've stayed in the last century and they need to smarten up a little bit. Um, To that point, I mean, Bell is is such a brand here in Canada. They have so many arms in different places. You know, your cell phone might be Bell or the channel on TV you're watching might be Bell. Do you get the sense that maybe Canadians don't understand the grasp of, of, first of all, what a huge company this is and, and the decisions that they make are that are affecting them every day, day in and day out? Well, part of the layoffs involved the source because they owned a bunch of, uh, a bunch hmm. of uh, yeah. retail outlets for the source. So for sure, they're making lots of money on, uh, on the uh, uh, tel- uh, telephones. Mm-hmm. Cell tells are huge. They use this kind of as an opportunity to bash uh, the CRTC over the head as well because they don't want to be able to sh- have to share their uh, their links um, in, in a decision that might be coming shortly. So obviously they see the government as the problem, but I think that maybe their grasp and their reach is too far and maybe s- selling off some of these um, smaller uh, radio stations to regional uh, broadcasters who have more ingenuity and can be more uh, swift of, uh, of uh, on their feet might actually be good for them. I don't think it's very good to lay off 4,800 employees and then give your shareholders 
a bonus. <laughs> I think that was outrageous, especially since a lot of that money came in cash payout from the government uh, just last year. And not to mention the fact that the uh, that $3.99 dollar dividend uh one of the highest on the tsx anyway so when you talk about you know rich getting richer obviously uh we we catch that it seems like it's a popular thing to do to blame the government specifically this government uh we've seen trudeau's popularity dip in in the years that he's been prime minister we've seen you know people flat out attack the prime minister what is it about today's political times that you find uh, is it becomes easy to, to just shout vitriol instead of actually having an argument. Well, I think in the case of Mr. Trudeau, he's been there for three elections. And if you can, even Jesus Christ wouldn't be able to walk on water after three elections. Um, you build enemies, uh, people get sick of seeing you. And on a personal basis, Mr. Trudeau is having a rough ride. Uh, that doesn't mean he can't pull it out, but he needs to be aggressive. He needs to focus particularly on what the government has done. They've done some great things, the $10 a day daycare across the country, the uh, dental care program for kids and soon for seniors, um, the way that they've tackled reconciliation like no government before them. They've done some fabulous things, but they're not very good at talking about it. And Mr. Polyev, uh, the head of the Conservative Party, is very good at uh, at kind of getting the slogans that really uh, uh, resonate with people. And uh, if you look, for example, at the whole question of price on pollution, well, we the government put a price on pollution so people would start polluting less. Uh, it's been called uh, the tax, the, the carbon tax by the Tories. They call it acts the tax. And nobody even knows that uh, 80% of Canadians will get more money back in their pockets because of this price on pollution not a tax it's a price on pollution so people will pollute less and we need that in the world of uh global warming. Uh, you mentioned it seems like the, the the current federal government has a communication problem. If you were advising them how, you know, we, we don't think there's going to be an election this year, but there could be, you know, the NDP could back out of their their pact with uh, with the Liberals. Uh, what would your advice be to, to the current Prime Minister and, and the people around him to get up those popularity numbers? I think he needs to uh, start attacking more. I think he likes to... Uh, tell his story and not bother with uh, attacking the opposition. But I think Mr. Polyev has been given a free ride. And I think for that, Mr. Trudeau and his whole team, I've been particularly impressed with Karina Gould uh, in the in the hood, in the Hamilton hood, um, because as house leader, I think she's really been driving home the message that uh, this is um, a, a, an opposition party that's talking uh, loud but with very few new ideas and i think we need to do that on all fronts and in particular the prime minister i also uh, think the sure, go ahead. Get a, i also think the prime minister needs to move out of the way and let his ministers do their work well, I mean, yeah, I think that that it, it seems like it's that that's the way to go. We've seen the, you know the ministers and, and what they've done, and, and we just mentioned that uh, Pascal Saint Ange uh, quote there uh, with the Bell Media. We saw the Prime Minister come out attack Bell Media as well. Let's go back to Mr. Polyev because he attacked the media yesterday. He went after a Canadian press reporter asking where she was from. This sort of bombastic style of politics, it's very reminiscent of what we saw in 2016 in the States. How concerned are you about the Americanization of politics here in Canada when you look down south and see what's happening? 
Well, when you see somebody like uh, the Premier of Alberta inviting Rand Paul and uh, and um, and others to her uh, province to help them understand the Canadian economy, and Mr. Polyev says nothing. Um, at the same time, we know that there's an awful lot of uh, Americanization going on in the deep uh, dive of Polyev because, as you know, some of his messaging has been going through um, sites and platforms that are basically targeted to um, the uh, the the um, sort of the underbelly of the media that comes from the United States. That whole trucking thing, uh, he loved it, of course, but what it was was just almost um, an importation from the United States of tactics uh, by people that uh, don't believe in government. Their message was they were going to take over the government, and somehow Pierre Polyev thought that was just absolutely wonderful. Nice, nice believer in democracy. Does does that scare you? I mean, you you've, you served twenty years, at, at, you know, in, in Ottawa. You 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 obviously it, know the area. Are, are you are you worried of a Polyev government? Of course, I'm worried. Of course, I'm worried. He's already said that um, he doesn't believe in the daycare, so that would go. Um, he certainly did, did voted against the dental, so that would go. I haven't seen him speak out much on reconciliation, but if you look at those as sort of the three three of the main pillars of, uh, of the Trudeau government, um, Mr. Polyev has also said that he will get rid of the CBC completely. And I think that if you look at his view of broadcasters, he hates them all. So I wouldn't expect that he'd be helping too much for Bell Media either or, or any of the other uh, players out there that are expecting to get some support from the legislation on social media payments. How do you see the next six months playing out with your expertise? You know, you've seen, we've seen, you know, Polyev be more vocal. We've seen Trudeau fight back, uh, you know, reading the tea leaves. How do you feel like the next few months are going to play out in Canadian politics? Um, I think it's going to be a roller coaster. Uh, the Liberals have probably gotten about as low as they can, and that roller coaster is going to start climbing back up again. But I expect that it's going to be very ugly, and uh, probably the way that in the olden days, I mean, I used to have fights with John Crosby, but we were friends on the sidelines. I don't think that's the case anymore in uh, in the current parliament. I don't think there are too many friends on opposite sides of the house. How do we get back to decency in politics? I mean, like you said, you were you were friends with with the opposition. You know, you you had to get business done. You know, it seems like that doesn't happen too often anymore. Is there a way back to decency in politics? I think what's happened with the social media and with the whole gotcha politics, um, decency is gone forever. I'm afraid. I don't think it's going to come back. I think the public is going to review elections differently. I think the numbers you see right now could change quite drastically because I do believe that uh, that people are wise enough to understand that uh, election decisions really matter for something. But as far as the day-to-day -day cut and thrust of Parliament, I don't see that getting any sweeter anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I uh, want to jump to uh, to a bit local here. Uh, last year, you you endorsed uh, Andrea Horvath for mayor of Hamilton. She, of course, ended up winning. Uh, she's been on the job about a year now. Uh, she's been the target of, of attacks throughout her her role here in Hamilton. Uh, what what have you made of the first uh, fourteen months of of Horvath's uh, here in Hamilton, and and where do you think she can improve in in her role? 
I think she's trying effectively to try and reach across different party lines. Obviously, I'm a liberal. She was a new Democrat. She has been reaching out to everybody. Um, they did manage to uh, to solve the uh, Hamilton Street Railway issue, which was um, pretty uh, difficult all the way around. Um, I think for the best news for her is um, just keep working hard and working together with all the uh, members of the, uh, uh, the the city hall, and not necessarily falling into the trap of just supporting one particular political perspective. I think you need to be balanced and kind of in the middle when you're the mayor. And that's the best place to get the support of all the people. Isn't that what makes Hamilton so so unique, though? I mean, it is so so unique in terms of what you know what you did in in winning that first liberal seat in Hamilton Center in so long with Horvath being elected. You know, we have uh, conservative MPs. There, this is such a unique melting pot of of the rest of Canada. It feels here here in our little neck of the woods in Hamilton. Well, I think people get along because they know each other. And the biggest problem that I've seen in politics, whether it's even in the old days of separation or kind of the viciousness that comes out of Alberta, a lot of it is people who don't really know each other. And they bought into the stereotypes instead of opening their ears and listening to what people really have to offer. We're really not that different in the end, but we allow ourselves to use wedge politics to make political points. Yeah, well put. And like I said, there's a part of me that's that is scared of, of what we see down uh, down in the states coming here. Um, and and I appreciate your insights into all of this. Uh, the Honorable Sheila Cops, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lewis, for having me on, and love to talk to you again. Absolutely, thanks. will do. Thank you. Uh, my thanks to Sheila Cops, of course, former Deputy uh, Prime Minister, former Environment Minister, and Minister of Canadian Heritage as well for making the time with me today. Uh, remember, you can like and subscribe to CHCH Podcasts wherever you get your favorite podcasts, uh, where you can find brand new episodes of this show or any of the other great shows we have for you, including a brand new episode of the Trending Now Podcast, which dropped last Friday. So go check that out uh, while you're checking this out as well. Make sure to like and subscribe to CHCH Podcast, like I just said, or you go to chch.com slash podcast. Uh, my thanks to you for joining me, and my thanks to Mike Corson for directing today's show. From all of us here at CHCH, I'm Louis Butko, hoping you have a great day.